Thanks for downloading this new Bass Edge Radio podcast, where we're bringing you the juice and supplying you the nectar. As always, Bass Edge Radio is presented by MegaWare Keelguard. Be sure to check them out at keelguard.com. Aaron, I am excited about this show. We've got all kinds of great things going on. Happy to be home from the West Coast swing and getting ready to head off to Kentucky Lake. But let's get this show on the road. Aaron Martinez, vamanos, amigos. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio. In three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing. Coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Dangerous times here at Bass Edge Radio as I just got off a vacation and you are actually working today uh, somewhere, what, in Kentucky, I believe? We are getting ready for Bass Fest right here on Kentucky Lake. I got to tell you, Aaron, you know, it hasn't been uh, super stellar for me so far in 2015. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hang on, hang on. When you say super stellar, I mean, you know, remember you're against the top 100 guys in the country and you're middle of the pack. Granted, it's maybe been a little challenging, but certainly being middle of the pack in that company is not exactly a bad thing, you know, right? You know, you're right, but we're always wanting to achieve to be the best, right? I mean, that's the goal in life, to get to the top of the food chain. So uh, I'm still uh, climbing the ladder, and I feel like I'm, I'm close, you know? Although, like you say, kind of being in the middle of the pack right here, if you look at the points, you know, I'm not far out. You know, if I just can get in here to Kentucky Lake and get something going, which you know, I'm going to kind of go against the grain this week. I'm going to try and get a shallow bite going. We've had a long winter. A lot of things have been blown out. A lot of rain across the United States. Water's been up a whole lot of places. Been up here in Texas. I know it's been up, you know, a lot of rain up there in the Midwest. I know TVA is running strong. And uh, so I'm going to try and go against the grain, fish a little shallow. If it doesn't work, I'm going to move out a little deeper. But uh, my initial thought process is to fish my strengths and uh, hopefully get out of Kentucky Lake with a good finish set me up primed for the northeast where i love to go catch those brown fish up there so. well and that, that'll put you in a position to make your charge and uh, you, you bet kind of go from there hey reading recently on uh, the ever popular bass blaster that is so kindly dumped into my email a few times a week love right. that by the way but blackbirds and boat red
Rick's two opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> there is no doubt. First of all, Aaron, let me tell our listeners, if you're not getting Bass Blaster, you're making a huge mistake. Send an email to BassBlaster at BassGold.com. Jay Kumar going to get you set up to receive this uh, newsletter in your email about three times a week. But uh, Jay does a great job. Recently, as you as you mentioned, Aaron, Blackbirds, Aaron Martin on Lake Havasu, of course, the Elite Series winner there, targeting Thule's where blackbirds are nesting, he sees feathers around his boat and his live well. It feels like his deal, bass feeding on the blackbirds back in the back of the toolies. He's flipping way back in, catching big fish to win the event. Well, and, and to clarify, that's the, basically they're nesting in the toolies. Yeah. And, and the, the little ones fall out and they eat them. And, you know, the crazy thing about that is that uh, we did a show way back when up in northern Minnesota on Lake Vermilion with John. Jonathan Van Dam, we were fishing yep. around some docks, too rough Our to get ball. out, and he pitched a jig, hooks this smallmouth as we hooked many that day, but one of them had a mouse sticking out of his throat. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, this stuff works. Yeah, opportunistic. The only limit to what you think might be going out there on the water is your own creativity because a bass is a survivor. It's eating whatever is available, whether it be blackbirds, mice, goldfish, threadfin shad, gizzard shad, crawdads, bluegills, the list goes on. Snakes, you know, if it's around the water, in the water, chances are bass are going to eat it. So uh, cool stuff right there. You mentioned boat wrecks, Aaron. What's going on? What we got to do to you know avoid some of this. A lot of deaths lately in bass boating accidents. Yeah, you know that's uh, man. I, I saw that, and and the reason why I bring that up, you know, Jay doesn't just report on the education stuff, and that's what I appreciate about this. It, it really made me stop and think. You know, the sport is very popular. This is the time of year where we're sharing the water with a lot of recreational sure. uh, boaters, jet skiers, you know, that type of thing, kayakers, you know, and now these these paddle boards are becoming so popular. So there's a lot of people that are on the water. Guys and girls, we have got to do our part of being safe. Life jackets, kill switches, you know, looking both ways. Uh, A lot more people. You know, I don't know how much more to stress. Safety is paramount. I think the general rule, and this is a maritime rule, being a Coast Guard licensed captain, you know, I've had to study all this stuff. And you always yield to anything to your right. So if you're running down the lake and there's someone to your right, you You have to yield to that individual. If we're all yielding to any vessel to our right-hand side, that's going to keep us all really safe. So just remember that basic rule in boating. Yeah, good stuff there. All right, let's move right into our ProtectTheHarvest.com Pro Tip of the Week. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Bill Lowen, and you are locked in to Bass Edge Radio. All right, Bass Edge Nation, it is time for the ProtectTheHarvest.com 
pro tip of the week, keeping our traditions alive for future generations. Today's pro tip answered by a Sweetwater Television co-host, Miles Sonar Berghoff. Miles, Navionics has several categories of SD cars. What one would be best for specific anglers? Ooh, that's a really good question. I get that question asked a lot because it's technology. There's a lot to it. And with the different cards that you can buy out there, there's a lot of different features. So I'm going to break it down. There's three different products that I recommend from Navionics for freshwater fishermen. We've got the Hot Maps Premium, the Hot Maps Platinum, and then their Navionics Plus card. Now, if you're a local guy, if you just need the basic maps, you still want the, the high-definition maps that Navionics is known for, but you don't want their top of the line. You just need the basic, and you just pretty much fish one region, then Premium's a really good card for you. They're starting to phase the preloaded regions out, but it's still a really good card for those guys that aren't looking to travel outside the state and just need the basic maps. Now, if you just fish one region and you want the top of the line, the best, you want the 3D mapping, you want the satellite images, and you want sonar charts, which is their HD chart, then you want platinum. Platinum is a great card. It offers all those features, but it's still regionalized. You still have to be constricted to that one region. There's like south, east, north, west, and so on. But the one that's really exciting nowadays that's really opening the doors and breaking down those barriers is Navionics Plus. And Navionics Plus is now preloaded, which means that it has all the maps that you'd find in the premium cards, but you get the entire United States and Canada right out of the box, and you get the opportunity to download sonar chart for a specific region. So if there's a certain lake that you know you're going to fish a lot and you want that really high definition, you can get the sonar charts by just simply going online to navionics.com, downloading that lake. And you can do that all around the country. But the cool thing is that you can just plug it into your unit and go anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, and you're going to have some really good maps. So those are the three different options. And personally, I like the Navionics Plus preloaded, but it's your choice. Well, thank you, Miles. That is today's pro tip brought to you by ProtectTheHarvest.com, keeping traditions alive for future generations. Two fishermen came together with one agenda, to construct bass boats superior in design and build with a flawless finish. With our boat's exhilarating handling and smooth ride, extreme rough water just doesn't exist. We're not just building a boat. We're building a legend. Legend Boats. This is professional angler Joe Sancho. Sit back and relax with more Bass Edge Radio. We have a Bass Edge first-timer with us today, in my opinion, one of the best anglers to ever come out of the state of Tennessee. BASS elite angler Ott Defoe is our guest on Bass Edge Radio. Thanks for taking time to be with us today, Ott. You bet, Kurt. Thank you all for having me on. Well, Ott, it's certainly a pleasure to have you on Bass Edge Radio. And my understanding is you're you're out on the lake currently with your daughter trying to catch a few fish. No place uh, you'd rather be, right? And certainly probably not with anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Got my oldest daughter out here with me today and uh, 
another friend of ours. Actually, just caught a pretty nice walleye, so got dinner out of the deal today. Even. <laughs> that's, that's even better. One of the things that I've noticed when looking at really your accomplishments, and as a younger angler on tour, really building a great resume, and one stat that really stands out to me is your event-to-payback ratio. You've cashed checks in 49 of your 61 BASS events fished. That's really stout. What do you attribute that consistency to? I would have to say a couple of different things. Living in East Tennessee, growing up in East Tennessee, I'm going to say it makes you a very versatile angler because we've got, you know, all different kinds of fishing. You can fish shallow here year-round. You can fish deep here almost year-round. We don't have a lot of grass, but we're not too far from places like Gunnersville and Chickamauga and some of those places that do have a lot of grass. So I would say just the diversity of the fisheries that we have here in East Tennessee would be a big factor of that. Well, you talk a little bit about the diversity there, but let's talk about summer fishing tactics. And you've been really clear to express the media in the past that your favorite methods generally to catch fish are of the shallow water variety. How yep. are you looking for bass to set up in the shallows during this June time of year as many fish are beginning to start to move out actually to deeper water? It's really all about finding areas that have what the bass need. And for the most part, you know, it is summertime, so it's going to be warmer water. They've got to eat more frequently. One of the number one factors you want to find is make sure that there's some type of forage in that area. And something that gets overlooked a lot, in my opinion, is just how many fish feed on bluegill and brim throughout the summertime. So you don't have to be looking for shad. Shad's obviously a great thing to find, but you don't have to be looking for shad. If you're in an area of shallow and there's a lot of brim, a lot of bluegill, a lot of those type of things around, that's a big deal. Number two would be shade. You know, most of the time in the summer, we've got more sunny days than we do cloudy days. So shade is definitely a big deal. Some type of cover, overhanging tree, anything that's producing shade. And then the last part of that is if you can find a place that's got some running water coming in, you know, some cooler water, whether it's a creek or a river, whatever it may be that's feeding one of those areas, it's usually going to have that bait fish and those type of things drawn to them because of the cooler water. And cooler water in the summer almost always means some more active fish. So those three things are things that I always look forward to try to find bass up shallow in the summertime. And to kind of dissect, you know, the cover portion of the trifecta there that you mentioned, the shade, obviously that's a big thing, but sometimes, you know, do you find that a grass or wood or a vertical versus lateral cover? Or do you just really look for those three things and whatever the cover happens to be, it happens to be? That's the biggest part of it. I, I really look for all three parts of that together and whatever the cover is, it is. But if I would pick one, then it would be horizontal cover, stuff that's creating, you know, whether it's a mat or if it's a log laying across the water, if it's a bush or a tree just hanging out over the water and just one limb barely touching it is what I like. Something that's creating a pretty big shadow, regardless of what it is, but something creating those shadows. That's a great point you make there, Rod. So really, you're not just picking up on shade from the bank, like maybe, you know, early morning or tall trees or docks or something of that nature. But really, you're talking about shade that's created from the cover that's actually in the water. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. That's a little more profound, I think, than most anglers will take that. So, uh, you know, again, that's, what, that's what's making a guy like you super successful. You know, most impoundments that we fish on the tournament trail have current running through them. You know, you got the TVA lakes or the Coosa <laughs> River. But there's a lot of small bodies of water that Bass Edge listeners fish that are relatively kind of motionless in regards to water movement. How would you say that these might set up a little bit differently for early summertime bassing? One thing that those anglers should always keep in mind if you're fishing a natural lake or a lake that has very little current moving through the system as a lot of the Texas lakes come to mind you know they're, sure. they're pretty still most of the time but one thing I would always keep in mind is wind current you know a lot of 
people overlook how much water gets moved whenever the wind is blowing. And obviously the wind doesn't blow all the time, but for those type of places, really focusing more on the cover is what becomes more important then. If you don't have any water movement, the cover itself becomes even that much more important and the shade that it provides. It goes from being an important part of the equation to maybe half of the equation would be kind of the way I would look at it. That's probably why deep brush piles, whether they be natural or planted or put in the the Mm -hmm. impoundment themselves, in those deeper brush piles, they're relating to that cover and they're in that probably because of what you just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it's way down under the water, it's still creating a lot of shade and a lot of stuff that they can get in and actually hide. If they're good brush piles, they're holding those bait fish and holding the brim and stuff as well. So it's doing everything that those fish are needing. And a really good brush pile is going to be set up somewhere on a point or whatever where it's going to catch either wind current or it's going to be catching the current flowing through the system one or the other. So that's what's going to separate a decent brush pile from a really good one. Awesome stuff. I tell you what, Ott, we need to take a quick break for station identification. Hang tight as we return in a moment right after these messages. Sign up to become an O'Reilly O-Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O-Rewards members earn $5 back for every $150 they spend, so if you haven't become a member yet, what are you waiting for? It's fast, easy, and free. O-Rewards, it's your road to exclusive offers only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bass Edge returns with MLF Selects, Angler, and BASS Elite Touring Pro Ot Defoe in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Lucas Oil High Performance Marine Products, from real oils to two-cycle outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Visit them at lucasoil.com. It works. Well, Ot, in East Tennessee, you live close to a number of impoundments that contain some super deep bass, as well as the shallow variety, obviously. If you have a tough time, you know, having results in that skinny water, Water. How do you prefer to attack the deeper position bass during this time of year? For me, number one deal I'm going to be looking for. You know, I'm going to be using my electronics just to idle around and look for them. I don't have a lot of confidence. If I know a lot of fish are out deep, I'm not going to fish much until I see them. Some situations, you have to actually kind of fish to find the fish. But most of the lakes that we have, you can idle around until you find them. And then you know they're there. You just got to figure out a way to catch them. But for me, especially in the kind of the early to mid part of the summer, I like to focus primarily with shadow oriented baits, crankbaits, swim baits, spoons, those type of baits, type of presentations. I will switch to football jigs if the bite seems to be a little bit tougher, a little bit off. I like to use moving baits. I like to use stuff that imitate really big shad. Where I live, that's where our fish are feeding on, our, our really big trip feed and gets from shad, so that's what I want to feed them. Often we hear pro anglers like yourself talk about getting on their, their Lorance electronics, and you just mentioned it there, and, and graphing for these deep water fish and not making many casts during the day when pre-fishing. Have you ever mm-hmm. caught fish off of an area where you're not necessarily seeing fish, you know, on the Lowrance Electronics due to their positioning? And if so, how do you overcome that scenario? Yeah, absolutely. I have. I've caught fish in places where I didn't mark anything idle through there, you know, went around and, and didn't mark them. And typically what is happening there is those fish are holding right on the bottom, you know, so it makes them really difficult to see. Even on 2D sonar, they're laying right on the bottom. They're really, really hard to see. And the thing you have to do there is just, if the place looks fishy enough, man, you just got to fish it. And it's odd sometimes, too, is a lot of times you'll 
start fishing and they'll actually start coming up off the bottom a little bit or the shadow of the boat will get over them and they'll slide up off the bottom. I think it's just kind of out of curiosity to see what it is that's covered their head up. Then they'll start showing themselves on your electronics and give you the confidence that you're in a good area. Is that one of those deals where it's probably just kind of more inactive situation? You know, you hear a lot of times about guys triggering a school or, or something of that nature. You know, you go to one of your points that always works, you know, or one of those deep water mm-hmm. humps that they're always something around and you spin around on it three or four times. You don't see anything and, you know, you haven't been as productive. So maybe you throw out that football jig, you know, like you were talking about a little bit earlier when it gets a little bit tough and trying to activate those. Do you think it's an inactivity that's got them in that situation? No, honestly, I, a lot of times it's the exact opposite because those okay. fish on our lakes, especially whenever they're right on the bottom is when they're the easiest to catch. You know, they're sitting there right on the bottom because they're ready to ambush something. You know, they're gotcha. right in behind a rock or stump or whatever it may be. So that's actually one of the times when they can technically be the most ready to catch. But if you don't see them, you don't even know to stop the boat. But right. um, but I think it's just it's just because they're right on the bottom, they're ready to buy. And if you see them up two, three, four feet off the bottom, a lot of times they can be harder to catch. Right. That kind of leads me into, into the next question, really, is talking about some of those suspended fish. You see those balls of shad like you're talking about, <laughs> those big bait fish. And really, those are the ones that light up the graph, you know, and gets a lot of anglers yeah. really excited. You're like, holy crud, you know, there's a pile of them yeah. down there. But then they yeah. start yeah, throwing yeah, think- stuff, and, and it can be hard to catch. Do you have some tactics or scenarios that you're going to target those suspending bass with? I know two to three foot off the bottom isn't a huge deal, but when you start talking, you know, eight or 10 feet off the bottom over 25 or 35 feet of water, that becomes a little different approach, doesn't it? It really does. And at that point, the biggest factor for me into how I'm going to fish for them is the water clarity. And it depends on the fish and the, and the lake and stuff. I think the lake like Lewis Smith in Alabama, if you're marking fish 10 or 15 feet off the bottom and they're only 20 feet below the surface, you're just as well off to throw a top water because the water's got 10 or 15 feet of visibility. But if you've got less than 5 feet of visibility, those fish, it's a pretty slim chance they'll come all the way to the surface out of, out of 20 feet, you know, strike a top water. I'm not going to say none of them will, but that's not going to be the best approach for them. A, a swim bait is most likely going to be the best approach for fish that are sitting that high up off the bottom. And that's the thing where a lot of people get wrong is even, okay, they mark the fish off the bottom and know that they're not holding right down on the bottom and need to do something else. But when they throw out there, they still let their bait go all the way to the bottom before they start to retrieve. You know, you're letting your bait get below the fish before you ever start fishing it. So that definitely makes it a little bit harder to catch them. So let's turn this back around. Let's analyze all this real quick. So if you if you find some fish that are on your electronics and you can see them, might not be the best time to catch them. But if you know they're around that point and you come back and you graph around and you don't see them, then you better start throwing some baits because they're down there active, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go out there and you try it. Maybe you've went out there and you've idled it and they were not running water or the wind wasn't blowing. Right. Well, then you come back to their later and they've turned the generators on and you go across that point and say, man, where'd the fish go? Uh, that's the time you're going to be fishing it. Good stuff. All right. We're going to hop right into the listener question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. I, this question was sent in by Rich Kane and Rich asks this question. I fish from shore and on large bodies of water and cannot get the distance out of my various outfits. I'm thinking of going to a seven foot medium spinning rod. Is there any other way to maximize distance with lightweight lures? That's really a great question, Rich. Um, one thing I would say going to a spinning rod is, is a great idea, especially if you're using small bait. And I, I would say don't limit yourself to a seven footer. I use a seven four and a seven foot six inch spinning wick spinning rod on a lot of occasions. The biggest thing I would look at doing is your line. Whenever I'm throwing real light baits on a spinning rod, I'm trying to make 
like real long cast. I use the Berkeley Nanofill line. It's like a braid, but it's actually a unifilament where it's one filament, it's real small diameter. I use 10-pound test a lot of times, but if you're wanting to get extreme distance, go to a 6 or 8-pound test in that Nanofill, and you're going to get some really great distance out of your cast with that. Wow. Thanks for answering that question for Rich, and I'm sure, Rich, you're going to catch some more bass with those tips. Not only, Rich, congratulations for having your question answered by Odd on the show, but we're actually we're going to send you out a $100 gift card from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Remember, listener questions and comments should be sent to our email address, support at BassEdge.com, or leave us a comment on our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter. Odd, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Any final thoughts for Bass Edge Nation before you uh, get back to making a cast? I would just tell them, you know, to, to get out every chance they get, and uh, if they've got kids, definitely take the kids fishing. I bet just caught one of my little girls, just put it back in the water right there. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I would tell them, you know, anytime they get a chance, be sure to get out on the water and uh, take a kid with them if they can. That's awesome. Odd, it's great to have you on the show. I'll be sure to see you out on the trail soon. Bass Edge Radio will return right after these messages. Now you can order Bass Edge Season 3 on DVD. Own the best resource for tips and techniques in bass fishing as host Aaron Martin tackles lakes across the country with the industry's top pro anglers, including Denny Brower, Boyd Duckett, Randy Howell, and Dave Wolak. This two-disc set includes all 13 episodes. That's over 10 hours of Bass Edge, including interviews, bloopers, and highlights, all for just $19.95. Order online at BassEdge.com. And be sure to check out previously released DVDs like Bass Edge Seasons 1 and 2 and Electronics 101. Bass Edge, Season 3, now on DVD at BassEdge.com. Aaron, once again, a pleasure to uh, be chatting with Ot Defo, one of the most consistent guys on tour. You uh, rattled off the stat 49 paybacks out of 61 attempts. That's Van Damish right there. And obviously, you know, arguably the greatest angler of all time. So uh, Ot's on his way to, uh, you know, Ot's a young guy. He's in his 30s. He's not a 40 or 50 year old guy. I mean, he's a young dude with a uh, huge upside. And uh, you can see how it just slides off his tongue, you know, when he talks about fishing, we ask him questions to, uh, you know, relate to our listeners so that they can learn more and, and all of us, you know, and it's smooth operator. I'm assuming that's how he's fishing. Yeah. You know, he's fishing like a smooth operator. For sure. And a great point. And, you know, for kind of behind the scenes look of what Bass Age Nation doesn't get to hear and the conversations that often take place off air, Kirk, because obviously our time constraints don't allow us right. to put everything on there. But he brought up a fantastic point. He said, you know, when he does these interviews and he's asked questions or, or to give advice or give tips he's like you know I can't think about it he said because then when I get in this type of a situation in front of the media and trying to do it he said if I think about it then I mess up and you just mentioned you know smooth operator I think that translates when we have rock solid interviews like your Van Dams like your Denny Browers Ot Defoe now those go hand in hand because chances are they're probably not overthinking what they're going to do next to catch a bass that's right very well said very well put. More fruit for the knowledge for Bass Edge listeners right there. 
keep it simple. Keep it moving. And uh, often again, I, we need a psychologist. <laughs> we we got to get we got to get to the psychology. Well, obviously, we got Dr. J. McNamara Dr. J. back McNamara. on here. Yeah, we got to get him back because um, we continue to bring that up. And, and it's a mindset. It's a way of life to catch fish and to apply the lessons learned with the proper mental approach. And uh, I've got it. And shoot, I think Bass Edge has got it, man. I love this show. I love doing this podcast. Absolutely. And as always, you mentioned about keeping things moving, keeping the baits moving. Well, we have to keep the show moving. And we are, quite frankly, simply out of time. I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in for another episode of Bass Edge Radio. For Kurt Dove, Walter, Matt, and Steve Leslie, I am Aaron Martin. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on Bass Edge Radio. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. The Edge is presented by KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Legend Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Lucas Oil Products, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lowrance, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.